0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast today. I'm super excited to be doing a podcast swap with uh, Justin McGarry of the Underground Society podcast, which if you guys haven't checked it out already, please go show some love and support. Um, We are going to be talking a lot about podcasting, the EDM industry, um, artist management, and then also we're going to do like a new segment today, which I think will be fun since we both are like heavily involved in the EDM scene. We're going to be talking about some hot topics and sharing your thoughts and opinions so welcome dustin how's it going
1: hello fantastic uh yeah thank you for having me i am very excited to be here i've known about your show and rave culture cast since day one pretty close enough to day one of my show so we've known, known about each other for a while and i know we've connected previously in the past and we've talked on like non non non-recorded calls but Mm -hmm. um yeah thank you so much for having me on your podcast today it's honor to be here (laughs)
0: yeah i know and i'm i'm excited just to like be with another podcaster and just kind of like pick your brain as well and um i've kind of like checked out your page and stuff like that too and seen past interviews you've done and it's like it's cool to see your growth because you've been doing this since like 2020 right
1: yep yeah just part past the three-year mark um it was december 2020 (sighs) when i started so yeah
0: that's a huge fucking feat in itself (laughs) like you know the time and dedicate and like have you gone consistently kind of through the last three years or
1: there's been i think like i took a month off because i got my wisdom teeth pulled out and then Mm. i take like maybe a weekend here and there if i'm like i just don't want to feel like doing an episode and it's usually weekends where i'm like I, I, I went to Lost Lands. or I went to EDC, or I have other stuff obligation wise going on, mm-hmm. um, to where I just don't have time to edit, or I don't have time. So it's like, okay, this is going to be a bye week. But yeah. other than those couple things, yeah, I've pretty much been Hustle. every week since the start. <laughs>
0: I feel I feel that so strongly because I like people. I don't think realize until they start doing a podcast, just like how much work it is compared to even like other platforms or types of content. So I give you so much credit yeah. for doing what you're doing. Amongst, and like I, yeah. a lot of people.
1: Uh, something that i recently kind of discovered and kind of putting into practice is actually growing a team behind me too because mm. doing all the work and editing and social media clips and everything that comes with it by yourself is a lot so 100 and i still it's not music still isn't my full-time thing mm-hmm. yet so i have a 40 50 hour week job still on top of it. Mm-hmm. so it's like trying to balance those two things i'm always working <laughs> i know
0: i was gonna ask you that yeah it's like that's i'm so glad we're chatting now too because i'm i've done both i'm like a one woman show and then i've had help in the past i had like kind of two part-time like freelancers working with me friends of mine both who i haven't worked with now in like over a year so now i'm back to being a one woman show and like yeah. with a baby it's just i'm getting to oh, the point boy, where i'm yeah. like
1: being a mom i yep <laughs> yeah
0: so i'm like okay we can't we can't be a one woman show anymore so we'll, we'll have to chat like off off camera yeah, too yeah. but yeah and like juggling a job and is your full-time job like not involved in the EDM De- no. industry at all?
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally everything. Yeah, yep, so that's like thing. a lot, a lot to manage on yeah. top of it. Ugh. Where are you based out of?
1: Uh, San Francisco area, Bay Area.
0: Nine, okay, yeah, Florida. I know it was bright and early for you today. Yeah, um, it's 9
1: a.m. <laughs> all so, good, though. I mean, so I'm an early riser. I get up at 7, 7.30 every day most of the time anyway. Nice. So Yeah.
0: Sick. Okay, so you, what are your like local venues and stuff out there? Like, uh, that's a big DNA. Scene.
1: Yeah, DNA Lounge. Bill Graham is our big one. Um, mm-hmm. San Jose Civic. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are kind of the major ones near me. Nice. Um, I actually grew up in Sacramento, so I moved out here a couple years ago um, for college and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, I think it's mainly Bill Graham and DNA is the venues that I regular, i regular attendee at. So. <laughs>
0: nice. And who who are you a fan of? Like, what are your genres? I'm a base head, man. Yeah, base head all day. Yeah, Lost <laughs> Lands
1: is my home away from home. Uh, yeah, nice. Base. Today's music is my shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was going to say, we definitely have to talk. Did you have you gone like every year or?
1: Uh, last four years. This year, I'm actually not going because I'm nice. going to be moving to LA and going finally. I've been waiting for five years to make this happen, but wow. finally going to Icon Collective for the music business side of it to finish out my schooling so
0: wow got a lot of so life stuff
1: going on with school and whatnot so i'm taking this year off
0: <laughs> fair enough yeah and law yeah. Angeles will be there <laughs> yes. when you come back yes. so yeah. have you it was done cool a...
1: being there though during the growth years like the last four years has expanded so much right i remember like what the first year i went it was only two stages with some count- sound camps at night now it's like seven stages or something so it's crazy it's grown a lot a lot of you know a lot of money and tickets have gotten pricier we were talking about this on my show but mm-hmm. um, as the ticket prices going up we actually see it being put to use so it's it's it's, it's a good, festival it's a good to, thing. Like, see grow. yeah
0: yeah and i will say like because okay. i've got i've heard that feedback a lot too but at least from like the praise that it gets and the following it has i'm like i just the hype every year like and i'm not even a bass head and yeah. Like, i think i need to go like, because you the should, hype is so good if
1: you can withstand th- i know you're m- yeah. much more into house i actually i love all genres i grew up on country music i grew up on rock i i like all yeah. the music um i love house i love techno I, lo- I love all that stuff too but um when you ask me kind of what mm-hmm. do i category categorize myself my artists that i manage are all bass music i've worked more primarily in the bass music side of things but i do yeah. like everything <laughs>
0: beautiful no i feel the same way too especially live i'm like i can get down with pretty much anything but oh that's awesome though so lots of life changes but okay so what brought you to the edm industry like what why did you want to work in this field
1: it started just it was a very slow progression to where my career i guess is now in music um i started i honestly growing up i heard about raves and you know some people that we i I was friends with back in the day like had attended them and i was like i don't know i grew up as a christian so it was very like taboo rave has some dark like Mm -hmm. i guess like stigmatism around it um but i i grew up loving music i grew up you know going to probably two three hundred plus concerts with my mom my mom loves music as well so Mm -hmm. just grew up going to live events and then i was always like a pipe dream like maybe i'll get into business i like i've always known that i wanted to get into business so uh i was like maybe you know i'll uh I'll get into music, like t- maybe down the road. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. kind of just like uh, in my wildest dreams that would that would happen. And then one of my the I think lead singer, no, not lead singer, lead guitarist at my church um, actually went to his first rave. And being that someone that he was like my best friend at the time, so being mm-hmm. someone that kind of related in that aspect, I was like, wait, you of all people went to a rave, right? And <laughs> then after that, then he he was like, dude, you got to go. It was so much fun. So then I he took me and then two weeks later went to my first festival and then after that it was just like i fell in love with like just attending so Mm -hmm. i just kept going to raves but then obviously ticket prices i kept paying for all my shows to go to so then i found out a route of oh i can join a promotion team and go to these shows for free Mm -hmm. so with that then i started the promotion team then i started really seeing kind of how this industry started to work on the business side of things and then uh that same promotion team, uh, who were the, also the production team, I then transferred into working on their production team, building the stages, um, kind of mm-hmm. getting my hands dirty there, meeting the art, getting you know, get my first opportunity to kind of get backstage and kind of mingle with artists and industry professionals. And then I was like, man, I really like this management stuff. This is like mm-hmm. kind of where I want to set my sights on. And uh, and then I grew up loving. Content loving YouTube, I watch YouTube all day, every day. I'm a huge YouTube fan, so I was like, How nice. do I combine that world with? And I always wanted to start a YouTube ch- page, but I didn't kind of know what angle I wanted to take, so it kind of just all came together. And now I'm managing people and using you know the the podcast as a platform. And yes, yeah, finally, like all my ideas kind of finally are kind of coming together. So, yay, I know <laughs> yeah. it,
0: do- it, t- it takes that time too. It's great, it's, it does, yeah, it's, yeah. Like a, yeah. it's a been like 10 years, I think.
1: Since, like, my first rave. I think I went to my first rave in, like, 2015. It's, like, nine years. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's incredible. No, I'm I'm glad you, like, share that story because, like, I feel like sometimes I'll get questions about how to, like, get your foot in the door or people thinking, like, you need a background in it or something like that. And I think it's, (laughs) like, yeah, we're both examples of you just finding your own path. Yeah, and kind of getting your own way because there are so many avenues you can get go down. But what about management, like, spoke to you?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it was mainly shout out to mo shalizi marshmallow sudden death he's manages a lot of the top guys in our industry but just i saw some old interviews with him and just him kind of explaining it and i don't know why but i just really liked the way he was putting things and the way you know he had marshmallow he had a bunch of big names in the industry Mm -hmm. and he was i think at the time like edm interviews are very much still a new thing and i think he was one of the first like industry people that actually had a few interviews out so Mm -hmm. i was able to kind of like grasp the concept more with that and um, yeah, management stuff. I think honestly, the guy who brought me to my first rave, um, we were joking about it a long time ago. We were at a show with, I think with our moms mm-hmm. and, uh, we were just joking. And, uh, he was, he was the artist, artist, obviously. And I don't know. I just always had like a love for business. Both my parents are entrepreneurs. Nice. Um, so it was, they, we were joking around. He was, they were like, Oh, you can be the manager. And, and then like, I don't know, just like that idea stuck so much. And I was like, I think I actually would enjoy that a lot. Yeah, and then when the time came, I was like, "This is." I think that's the avenue I want to go.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. And then you get to work with like so many different types of people as well, which yeah. is, is sick. And like, I'm sure it's traveling a passion of yours as well, because that's yes. be a huge part of it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. My guys aren't to
1: that size quite yet. We've done a couple shows. I've flown out to Denver a few times. Um, there's some other shows that are popping up later this year nice. that I'm going to be traveling for, but it's still very much a new venture, and my guys aren't mm-hmm.
0: like
1: like touring level artists yet. So, but you're starting
0: yeah yeah, we're certain though. Yeah. <laughs> that's so exciting that's so cool so with the podcast then like you said you've kind of like used that as a tool which i could not agree with more i feel like yeah. the podcast has like opened so many doors it's such a good networking tool but you reach so many yeah. people as well because it's like a very intimate format but um what was it like getting started and what were like the hurdles Man. when you first began
1: <laughs> i didn't even know well originally my first original idea was to uh start a radio station i realized that all these this others all these other genres that i grew up listening to they all had specific radio stations for that genre of music Mm -hmm. and i was like man why isn't there a radio station for edm i'd listen to that all day and so i was at the beginning um that was kind of like my idea so there was a lot of like i included a lot of music in the beginning i had mixes from artists i I included my it was kind of a blend between like a radio show it was like a mock radio show podcast Mm -hmm. um but I I didn't feel like I could get deep enough with the conversation and keep it under an hour with including as much music as I was. So that was kind of like my, my show completely took a different shape. Now it's just a conversation, Mm -hmm. um, hour long conversation ish. Uh, but yeah, that was a big kind of thing at first is, what even direction i wanted to go with the show i didn't mm-hmm. even i was just like i just want to do this radio station thing and talk to cool people in the edm scene and then i actually took a course um an online course uh i think that was right around the time that i was talking to you about i was just trying to learn what to mm-hmm. do and uh, i took an online course uh that was specifically for podcasters and like it was called grow the show um with kevin schmidlin schmidlin i think his name is nice. um but uh yeah then that really like we covered mission statement we covered like the groundwork we like covered like like what we really want to like offer the world through our podcast and like some of the do's and don'ts and I learned a lot through that and it completely like reshaped my show so after that then it really like set me on the I didn't even know that I wanted my show I originally wanted my show to be like yours where it was like directed at the audience but now it's more directed for towards people who are you know who are like me who want to be in this industry and just don't Mm -hmm. know where to start and yeah. what challenges they're going to be facing and stuff like that so that all of that idea came in after I took the course and so that was like a big metamorphosis I think at the beginning
0: <laughs> mm, that's so helpful though I'm glad you said I'm glad that you went down that route though because I feel like people I mean there's so much you can learn online that's so much free information but I think when you like make no, I that paid commitment. A, I paid a yeah. good
1: price for my course so. <laughs> yeah I, I know I, I did
0: when I like I did like the social media coaching and same thing I paid like whatever yeah. four figures for like yep. to learn how to be a coach at one point and it was like the best investment ever and it was you know mm-hmm. well worth it but yeah i think like when you com- put that out in the universe too that like you're committing to that like it's just you just level up when you educate yeah. yourself in this space and there's so many aspects to podcasting like and I'm i still sure.
1: i'm still learning shit i learned a lot of times why i watch so much youtube especially like I Mm -hmm. learned just by watching others. Oh, they're trying something new or they're they're posting it. Like yesterday, I just brought the podcast to I'm starting to post full-length video, you know, full-length episodes Mm -hmm. um, on X now Um, just because I saw some of the bigger creators do it. And I know Elon's kind of like it's a new feature, so he's going to be pushing that. So I was like, why not try it out? Right. Um, So there's there's always things I'm trying and you know, experimenting with or mm-hmm. learning or whatever it may be. So I didn't even realize Forever that. Forever student. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, another platform
0: to post or right. fucking podcast. Right. On. But it is. It's so yeah. true. It's worth. It. I know TikTok. They said I don't know if it's that long yet, but they're testing like longer yeah. and longer form on TikTok. It's like yep. very confusing. Every every platform
1: is <laughs> going to be like YouTube now. YouTube has a short oh, no. and the full length, and now everyone's coming out with shorts and full length. It's That's like what I'm
0: saying. I know such it's a
1: weird you- wave in social media <laughs> stuff now. Compared yeah. to like when we started it's changed so much just the landscape of social media
0: and i wonder how do you feel about because like i still struggle with this occasionally like obviously i listen to some podcasts that are still just podcasts like just yeah. the audio format um i watch on both like i do love some podcasts that are a video because mm-hmm. i i don't care like even if it's just the person talking i'll watch them and then others i just listen to the audio but i i still haven't decided yet like what the better medium is because part of me is like you're missing out on the opportunity if it's not on YouTube and not video. This is another Um,
1: distribution of your another place people find it yeah and uh, the thing that I like about YouTube as well is it's uh, owned by Google so it's a search engine too so it's Mm -hmm. works a little differently than like normal social media or like spotify or something like that
0: for sure yeah Yeah. that's what i've always told myself i'm like it's so much work but i can't not do it (laughs) i can't go we're gonna have to talk about that
1: too because i have some uh (laughs) with the boom of ai i have some tools that i use ai wise to help me with the video editing so beautiful we'll talk about it (laughs) amazing yeah and like we're
0: we're both on riverside too which like i just switched for this season is like the best decision so much better made yep yeah (laughs) yeah it's been so good but um throughout the podcast like have you had i mean it's hard to pick a favorite guest but have you had people that like you really learned a lot from or you thought were super valuable as your yeah, guests? man,
1: we're, we're almost at 200 episodes now so that's hard to choose from um i actually i think there's two episodes that were more recent one was there and they were both dream guests of mine one was with bandles he works for a company called soundry ai talking about ai um that is a music ai tool for producers um mm-hmm. it's like a, it's you type in basically kind of what you want and like the specific um bpm and it shoots you out samples so it's like a sample generator for for producers but being able to talk to bandles though i'm super interested in ai i use a lot like as i said i use a lot of ai in my process so i'm i'm very interested in that topic and just being able to bring bandles on Mm -hmm. to talk about something that's so new and like you know exciting for me um that was cool also uh shout out to au5 um that was a dream guest of mine um he uh just he was just way more philosophical and spiritual and like Mm -hmm. i our conversation just took a life of its own and it was one of the most incredible conversations i've had in the podcast so anyone listening to this go check out those episodes Those are probably two of my favorites but um yeah I, i i think the other than that, I mean, there's been so many episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Is there any yeah. topic you haven't explored yet that you really want to? Oh,
1: man, um, actually, I, I'm trying to get more social media people on um, and having you on. will mm-hmm. cover some topics that that I wanted to ask. But um, yeah, just mainly like other creators' experiences. I've had a lot of artists on. I've had a lot of managers on and stuff like that. But I just the creators, I've only had a few people Side of that on. Thanks. Yeah, so yeah, yeah more yeah, creators. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so sick. And then I know, like, you're obviously more in the bass music realm, but is there any other, like, who are the dream artists you'd still love to get on? Oh,
1: man. Yeah, forever and always will be Subtronics. When that day happens, I will (laughs) die inside. Yeah. No, but I've been following his career since, like, OG rhythm days, like, when he was, like, a young artist. So Mm. it'll be really cool for me to have that conversation if and when it ever does happen. When it does happen, I'll put it out there in the world. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, But, yeah, uh, that would probably be – that's, like – pinnacle like top top i don't even like excision any other right, top guys right. like that would be cool <laughs> but i've just because i've been following his career for so long that would, that's, that's the, yeah
0: down. oh yeah. that's amazing okay so then have you explored yet because this is an, another thing i'm like starting to get yeah. into doing podcasts in person versus online yes
1: yeah, so i want to do when i moved to uh, uh la for icon i'm actually probably going to be doing a lot of them in person because you can rent out icon studios um mm. they have i think i don't even know how many they have in on campus but you can just you can rent out their studios um so i'm thinking um i'll probably have a home set up like i do now but i, I want to do a lot more in person since i'll actually have like a studio to rent out in like a place on campus yeah. so where i can record them so when that That's time awesome. comes i'll probably do a lot more in person
0: sick yeah because yeah, that's like something i also have like debated just as a podcast. because like i've seen i've seen it both ways as well like i i've always been with social media youtube podcast anything like start with what you have and you have every bit of potential to be successful yeah. like regardless your limitations like i think you can do it virtually and have a fucking amazing podcast yep. you don't have to have the fanciest studio studio blah 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 but like i think those things can look amazing and can add to your quality and do like uh, there's you know yeah. you're you adding a co-host which I want to talk about but like I think you can be successful like in any medium but there is like a different energy and I've tested it out just like not full length podcasts I don't think I've just done like artist interviews at right. festivals and stuff like that and I like which having the cool balance as of both well, yeah. Yeah. The thing that I don't
1: like about those is like it's so quick. Like it's hard to like sit down for an hour with an artist at a show.
0: Yeah. No. 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 Like, it's <laughs> like you got to hit them
1: with like some quick uh, kind of hot topic questions to you know get get going on the the short clips or whatever. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's mainly just like a social media flex doing that, doing yeah. the interviews in person. It's not really like the quality of the conversation isn't as. Isn't there as much as if you were going to do, like, an hour-long sit-down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's it's definitely, like, a different energy, especially when it's, like, because I just put out all the Groove Cruise ones, and it's hard because it's, like, some of them are tied to Groove Cruise, so it's timely in a way. Yes, yes. way, So then it's, like, you have to balance between, like, how much are you making it about the festival you're actually at versus, like, evergreen conversation that – yeah so it definitely yeah it's tricky to balance but that's gonna be so exciting i feel like it's gonna open so many doors for you being in la yeah i'm excited
1: about it and hopefully after and after i get done with school i'll actually be able to make the full transition into like music full-time so i think i'm right around a couple years away from making this my full-time thing thank god (laughs) yeah no and i was gonna say i want
0: to talk like balancing things too because you you briefly touched on your job but in the past when you're before having help like how did you balance things and what have you changed since uh
1: work a lot and keep working Mm -hmm. yeah there wasn't much of a balance (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) get get your shit done that's it um yeah i mean there's been a lot of sacrifices made um that when i first started the podcast i was going through a really really rough breakup on Mm -hmm. emotionally for me um I, i yeah very mm-hmm. rough breakup, uh, but it not nothing bad happened. It was just, I, it was kind of came out of left field for me, and it was just kind of like the recovery process rocked your was world hard, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, it I was in a really dark place during that time, and the podcast actually like pulled me out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really like gave me something else to focus on, and yeah, so I haven't. It's been since the birth of my podcast. I haven't it been in the dating game. I don't have time to date, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I've yeah. been so busy with work and like grinding on my passion, so um yeah that's been like I think one of the major sacrifices and like I want that in my life it's just I I don't know how I'm I don't know how to fit it in my schedule Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I like to give that person like the time that they that I believe that they deserve and the time that I believe I deserve to give myself and you know to spend time with that person in a relationship Mm -hmm. I I don't I barely have time to watch tv so yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, no it's
0: exhausting and I think like it depends every I don't know I feel like when you're ready for things you're just ready for things and things just like Shit. Yeah. Like I'm kind of going through that transition now, just being a mom. Like I, I, I totally get you. Like I've been in that headspace, and then I, I am not in it anymore because I'm yeah. like, you did the grind, couldn't breathe, right? Work, and like you're just not in that place anymore. Like there's yeah. a little bit more personal in work, and I know that's balance, why. But...
1: Why I'm willing to do it for you know how five,
0: it won't be forever. Six, it won't be forever. Yeah. Like it yeah. will be a
1: chunk of time, but it won't be forever. And I'll look back at this and be like, damn, I'm glad I did that because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm setting myself up for. Only success. So I was
0: yeah. going to say, you're you're like laying that foundation because I think like it that just happens at that time in your life because you're able to do that and you're like laying a lot of foundation for your future self to be able yeah. to be like, okay, I got all that work. I hustled yep. for a long time and now I can kind of like, and the people that
1: out. I've, there's people that I watch. I used to com- mm-hmm. compete in bodybuilding too to bring that up. Um, but I follow a lot of fitness influencers. That's really where I got mm-hmm. into like the social media stuff is watching those guys. And I, there's still guys that I watch. Um, that I've watched them that they're I mean they're mainly entrepreneurs now they don't even really like they're connected to fitness Mm -hmm. but and they're just like just watching them kind of go from their previous job to like now owning multi-million dollar businesses and I'm like damn dude that's what I want to (laughs) do
0: yeah no 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 and it all (laughs) I just feel like it will all, like, naturally yeah. unfold organically. But talk yeah. about your co-host. how yeah. that happen? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it, she pitched herself to be on, to be a guest on the show. We met on, on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> and uh, then we had the conversation and uh, just, she's another manager. She had radio experience, college radio experience. She had some and it was kind of in the back of my head. I was like, man, I need to find someone to, like, delegate some of this work. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially, like, planning school this year like there's no way I'm gonna do school and still yeah. run the hours I'm doing with work um so I was like I need to delegate some stuff and she was just seemed like a perfect fit so um yeah her name's hallie uh she joined i think she joined she was doing admin stuff helping us out uh just we kind of do our seasons year by year um since we're weekly um so I was like why don't we just start as a as you being a co-host in the top of the year but uh, mm-hmm. I think she worked admin for like admin stuff um for like Three months before that, something like that. So mm-hmm. she kind of got a feel of like our process and whatnot. And she kind of like, gave her some time to um, kind of learn how we do things, and then yeah. Uh, uh yeah, and then she she started, and things have been going really well. We're still trying to find our kind of our rhythm and stuff mm-hmm. to um, everything, but yeah, it's been going great, and it's been great to have someone. It's given me almost a full day completely off from work, which is nice. Oh, that's awesome. um, and having an extra brain there to kind of put input into the conversation and think about, an, you know, certain things in different angles than I would, or, you know, just having an extra brain there to come help. up with questions to ask the guests or now we're doing host only episodes too, where we're doing like topic episodes. We're kind of giving, mm-hmm. giving me a little bit of flexibility to kind of like shake things up and do some other type of content. Nice.
0: So, yeah, yeah. 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 I was going to say, have like, have you seen a difference in like, even just like performance of episodes, like how how closely do you pay attention to like analytics and stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've definitely we we're I'm definitely so at the beginning of the the show, I was definitely focused more on like just the streaming. I wasn't really focused on YouTube this year. This past year, I've really like started focusing on YouTube and making you you know making the videos look right and transitions and like making mm-hmm. it look good um, on on a YouTube video. So YouTube growth has gone up quite a bit in this past year. Um, nice. And we're still. Kind of a small show, but mm-hmm. um, comparatively, it's gone up a lot. Um, and yeah, adding the new, I, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for people to kind of. And the reason why I we do the host only episodes now is kind of to showcase our lives too a little bit more instead of just the guest, um, and kind of to build that relationship between us and the audience. So mm-hmm. I think that just is going to take a little bit of time. It's only been a, what, a month, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it no. will take time, but I think it, yeah, it's it will hopefully make a really positive difference kind of That's putting awesome. ourselves out there more than just like I like i said just a guess so
0: i think so because I've, I've um i spoke to <clears throat> oh my gosh olivia from elevated life she's a yeah, yeah another podcaster yep um and we were we talked about that we did like a coaching call and that like everybody's analytics are probably different it just depends on the type of show but like yeah. i i notice in mine like when i do not necessarily interviews but artist interviews in particular like the the views and the analytics just aren't there as often which is surprising so weird you think think it would be
1: backwards
0: (laughs) it's not but like it it makes sense like and i love to do those just because like whatever it's an artist that i really love or like their message or something like that but regardless like i've noticed and i told her this i was like you've got to do like Mm topic-based episodes by yourself that are like optimized for search because Mm -hmm. those are the ones that perform the best for me like By and far, compared to like any interview, which is fucking crazy. So like, I (laughs) I think the balance is important for podcasters.
1: Definitely, yeah. And I I think I learned that by watching some bigger shows too. That are you know the the Mm -hmm. big big famous people that are you know their shows are in the millions. Um, Yep. But I see them kind of shaking it up, and you know sometimes doing guest interviews, sometimes doing you know topic type stuff, just covering news stuff and their their opinions on what's going on in the world. Which, as a fan and as a listener i i like those episodes i was like you know what why don't we try that out <laughs>
0: yeah exactly yeah. you do and you do so many episodes it's worth trying out like, yeah I'm, for sure i'm with you in that same boat i've like i literally have too many ideas which is probably yeah, the we fucking do, problem
1: 50 ish <laughs> episodes a year so yeah. yeah we have plenty of plenty of episodes to, to test it things. out yeah.
0: yeah i feel you but no we're gonna i'm gonna be so, so we could dive into the next se- next segment here and thank you for testing this out because i'm actually like i still have interviews planned but i'm kind of like going to be testing out this direction too where like just so much shit happens in our community and industry and I'm like I just want to react to it in real time rather than like being a month planned with episodes where I'm like so stuck on the topic that I had in mind (laughs) like I'd rather be more fluid and like reactionary I think so I picked three things that are kind of like happening you know right now that i would love like your take on too and i don't think yeah. i've like talked about them too much but the biggest one being um coachella coachella not selling Ooh. out yet which yeah. let me pull up this article because i had to look up i was like i've i wonder like when the last time i've personally never like, been, been to happened. coachella
1: and i can i have a good answer for this because i personally have kind of close to zero interest in going to coachella so Ooh, okay good yeah.
0: <laughs> pop, pop off what do you think yeah I, just,
1: I the line i don't know the lineup like i don't I grew up listening to like I said grew up listening to all kinds of different music but just the lineup this year's not who was it Arya no it's not even Arya yeah it was it's Lana Del Rey Lana Del Rey yeah that's who it was um, Tyler the Creator and someone else um yeah, pull I've up here. not never really been a fan of any of them so that I think the lineup is a big reason I think when I was doing my research on when you sent me the topic too, that's what a lot of people were saying just like the ticket like a where the financial industry is right now and like where everyone finances are ticket prices for festivals are going up uh we just covered that on my show too um and just the line like it's coachella bro like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, yeah why book someone bigger like those are all great artists but don't put them as the main headliners i don't know i just don't feel like yeah
0: no that's a better headliners (laughs) i'm with you on that too i haven't gone before actually like so i didn't have an, any interest in the longest time and then more recently really wanted to go like th- almost sent it last year and then was gonna go this year my friend's uh wedding is that weekend the mm. weekend one um but it's it's Lana lot of tyler the creator and doja cat with special guests go. no doubt no yeah. doubt i love yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one yeah. um
1: there's a lot of cool looking at like the, the other people that are on the lineup too there's a lot of like pretty solid EGM people too this year. Yeah. I was going to
0: say the undercard is pretty solid, but yeah, same thing. Like don't listen to a single one of those headliners. Not, not as much as I love
1: content creation. I feel like it's very much an influencer festival, which is not the type of people that I prefer to be around in a festival setting. So
0: I feel that that's kind of like, that's how I used to feel about too. So like the more I like looked into it and read about it, the more, and like, I know weekend one is like notoriously worse for that than weekend two is. Um, but like the the one ten, like the Yuma ten, yeah, like yeah, the yep. EDM stuff, like the actual like production and vibe and everything like that. I'm like, oh, I could definitely get down with it. And I want to like see it Sweet. at some point, and it yeah. is kind of nice how you could pop around. But yeah, I agree with you. if you aren't, if you are dance music heavy. And then on top of that, the headliners like aren't anybody interested that interesting yeah. that would pull you away from that. Then right, I feel right. like, is it worth the ticket price to just right. be at like one or two stages? Because yeah. really, like if it was time. like
1: if it was like Beyonce or some shit, like it's Beyonce, I'm gonna go see Beyonce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: <come on. laughs> yeah, right. I feel you. Or like Blake 182, or yeah, last yeah, year. yes, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Like if it if there was a mix, because I'm trying to. See, like, I know, like, John Summit and Dom Dalla were, like, one of the headliners. Two
1: of my favorite. Yeah. Auntie
0: Up and Gorgon City also, also got. Great. Yeah. So, like, some of the dance music underneath was good, but I agree yeah. with you. I just. And then this is saying it was the slowest rate in 13 years yeah. that it sold, which is. I think that says a lot, though. Between that, the comments on the Lost Lands and the comments on the Forest tickets. Because Forest also I was. I don't know
1: if I saw comments on either Controversial.
0: One of those. <laughs> Why? Um, Forest was also, I mean, all of them have kind of been like creeping up. So Forest still ended up selling out the day of, but it was like Mm. slower. It didn't like, it wasn't immediate, which it always is like immediate. It took like the entire day. So like, even that was like.
1: That's kind of nice though. Like, I know for business, it's like, you don't want to see that. You want it to be, you know, fastest sales possible, sell out. But it's kind of nice. For the people who are like, damn, I can never get my hands on these tickets, and now they had a little bit more time. They to had do more so. time. Yeah, yeah,
0: agreed. I think it was. I mean, the main thing, and like, I'm, I did force once, and I'm like a stan. I will be back at some. I point. I want to go. I've never been. It's fucking yeah. incredible. But I will say, like, what I ended up doing that day, because like, I was like, well, let me just compare, and I ended up pulling up Tomorrowland's mm. ticket prices, the VIP experience at Forest, which was ca- camping still. So ten, you need to bring your tent and all that was almost the same price as like a preset experience at tomorrowland so that would got me where i was like "Hmm, i'm gonna pay this much which was like 1200 dollars, something like crazy to like still bring my own fucking tent what
1: the hell (laughs) yeah like it just was
0: like very expensive for like a vip but you're yeah so i don't know so i think prices are getting like a little fucking crazy (laughs) is
1: vip worth it at because, I mean, of like, for personally, like, EDC, when I went to EDC, I got VIP. I definitely thought it was worth it there. Yeah, agreed. Um Lost Lands, not so much. Maybe as it grows no. and maybe yeah. as it gets closer to, like, the, ED, the EDC type size where it's kind of hard to, like, if there's so many people there, mm-hmm. that's the nice thing about VIP. But, like, and at EDC, there's, like, the sky decks there's, there's different viewing areas, which at Lost Lands, like, there is, like, a closed off area, but it's not, like, raised. It's not, like, there's mm-hmm. no better viewing, and it's kind of behind the crowd, so... It's not really, like, that great of a VIP section, in my opinion. Um, Right. But how is Electric Forest? Is their VIP worth?
0: Yeah. So, the only thing... So, that was, like, the good life area. So, the the cool thing that I think they do is, like, if you get the VIP, which is, like, the whole good life area, it is separate. And you have, Mm. like... They have their own, like, little mini stage for the afters and, like, their own food and village. Like, there are perks to that. But then I asked my friends. Like, I had... Like a media pass the year prior. And like I ended up, I was in GA the entire fucking weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so then I just said to myself, I was like, okay, so if you're gonna pay all this money, yes, I would take care, I would take advantage of like the good life camping stuff. But when I'm in the festival, I probably am not even gonna use a single thing from VIP. So then like that's half the cost of the ticket yeah, that yeah, I'm not yeah, even yeah. using. <laughs> so I was kind of like, I would pay that money for an RV, cause that's what we were planning yeah, to do. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not paying over a thousand dollars for a fucking tent.
1: <laughs> I've yet, yeah, no, I've yeah. yet to do the RV thing. I really, really want to, because I do like We'll the Never humidity. go back. I, I've <laughs> always, I, I always been like, this year was actually the first year that I, I did Lost Lands camping, which was very fun. But I'm, I like showering. I like being clean. I like being yep. able to put on clean clothes and like be super fresh when I go to the, <laughs> the festival every day. I've always been an Airbnb person, but um, I was like, damn, I, I could get an RV get basically the same thing there's hookups you you know Mm -hmm. you get water you get fresh water you get the full like living room area like it's basically an airbnb on wheels so yeah have you done it before have you done the rv stuff i
0: did i did an rv for camp edc in 2022 so that was and like the yeah, bathrooms 100, percent, but it's just like the air conditioning is the, the main yes. thing. Like yeah, yeah. you can sleep comfortably in air conditioning, and like you're in a bed versus like, that's a true. A you can sleep
1: in more because at a certain time, at like nine, ten o'clock, yep. on an tent, you're hot.
0: You're yeah. sleeping more. You can nap during the day, yeah. and then like even just having like we we cooked breakfast. We have like true, a yep. full kitchen and fridge, and so like yeah, the convenience of it, in my opinion, and you're close. is so worth. There's it. no
1: Uber or nothing getting over yep. shuttle passes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep. No, so I, I think it's worth it because then I did after that I did do Okeechobee, okay uh, VIP, but it was still like tent camping, and that was so fucking hot. And after that, yeah. I, like, I can't. I was like, I can't do heat in a tent anymore. After what this. month is that? It's like <laughs> that was early March. It... Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Almost nineties. So... Yeah, it was fucking hot. But Boy. <laughs> but I'm curious to see. I am doing an upcoming episode as well, like talking about festival prices, and um, I'm curious when this will sell out because they're what two? Yeah, two months out almost and Damn, it will so i'm sure it yeah. will but it's not surprising that that's happening yeah. they have um, they have the
1: power of all the influencers going so <laughs> after, they'll get people to yeah it'll be fine. solid marketing behind it so.
0: um okay marshmallow i posted this tiktok yesterday yeah, and it got some I traction yeah <laughs> uh so funny but what is you, what's your history with marshmallow were you a fan yeah
1: 100 uh, he was one of the first people that i like got into like when i was like went to my first rave he was like really popping off he's like just put out joy time one i think mm-hmm. and uh yeah i was a huge fan and then he started getting good into the pop stuff and i, I even then i still like some of his stuff it was i mean it's definitely not like in yeah. the edm world but just as a music fan i've always liked marshmallow's music um i think it's i'm actually being a music fan and being on the dubstep bass music side of things i'm i'm very 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 extremely picky about rhythm i think it's very boring sometimes yeah and like there's no like groove or, it's just wonk 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 the same quarter note over and over again so i hope that he spices it up i i really like sudden death so him you know them being under the Mm -hmm. same management and uh, i think excision did uh, tease their collab the three of their collab um at thunderdome last weekend um so yeah i think the way he's going about it is great um i think he's with the right people i like the people's music that he's you know kind of grouping up with um yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't, yeah. he hasn't really, everything, his, his collab with Sudden Death, I really like. So, so mm-hmm. far, so good. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. interesting to hear. I think some people have similar, like, background, too, because I think there's two trains of thought. Like, I'm, I was, like, on board from the beginning as well. Like, I remember, it was literally just because my friends and I happened to be going to see Skrillex for Halloween, mm-hmm. and he was opening, and it was his oh, first. Oh, yeah show and all like we could baby find about him <laughs> baby marshmallow he all he was on was so- SoundCloud, and i think there was like a couple of those like tracks that were very much in like mm-hmm. the Joytime time vein yeah, you
1: started you started like three or four years going to events before i did right you when i was starting start in going? 2011 yeah so like yeah, four 2011 years
0: before, yeah. and that must have been i mean who knows maybe that was 2015 halloween i want to say yep. probably that's um, when i
1: s- roughly started <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and it just yeah, I remember seeing him and being like, What the fuck is this? But it was really good. But some people yeah. forget that like he was Skrillex like brought him up. Like so he has that background of mm-hmm. like upstep and bass music and
1: even Skrillex now, he's not even really making I mean he's yeah. kind of but he's very much But he can
0: do it and people forget that. They're yeah. like they think because he went to like the pop hip hop world that he can't like fuck with it, but he very much can. Yes. So <laughs> <Yes>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think him And it
1: his back to back with sudden death, uh what he did edc yeah Yeah. that was pretty very cool to
0: see i think that sold a lot of people on him which was i I think that was the smartest pairing he could have done because you pick somebody who like sudden death's been having like the biggest years of his fucking career and like has the void project which is very dark (laughs) so yeah
1: yes and uh, yeah i for a while honestly i think i did kind of go through a a period of time where i was like nah marshmallow like sold out or whatever but not saying that like i still listen to some of his music but I was very much like kind of I think for like a year or two there I was like he's like whatever Marshall is kind of just like cheesy now like but then I, now, like, with I think he's yep. like redeeming himself honestly <laughs> I agree yeah, because
0: I'm honestly it was I thought that just based on like the response like that tweet popped off for him yeah. even just the feedback I, I saw from people like it kind of I feel like people think the I same read kind of
1: deep down into those yeah. comments too yeah
0: it seems like the love was kind of over there, but say, people had the same feeling me and you did where we were like, eh, maybe didn't like love some of the choices he made. So we kind yeah. of got disinterested, but like we're rooting for him and we wanted him to come back. So I think people are so like sure. welcoming that yeah. post. It's back. interesting
1: I, I, I th- being from a manager's lens. I'm sure, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but I, I think he might've been making more money with pop too. So I don't know if he's oh, taking sh- like, I'm sure. yeah. So it's like, it's also yeah. like, being that he's like nah this is the music that i'm just fucking with even if i'm making less money like it's cool to see he that doesn't too, need the so, money no <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yes yeah. but a lot of a lot of you'd be surprised a lot of people are just chasing the bag so
0: true, true, true. yeah i mean he's done literally everything i think it's also like and i i, I don't knock it like get your bag however you fucking want. Yeah. like he went he was so kid friendly which i thought was adorable like he yes. was very like brand friendly i think there's been like appliances made with his face on them you know what i mean like yeah. he just well, very much wall. went
1: there's a whole yeah. wall in the halloween store of just marshmallow stuff exactly so. <laughs> it, just,
0: it, it went to that level of like he's no longer a edm dj he's like on mainstream yeah. like out there in the in the universe kind of thing so i'm excited too if it is in that vein of like what he did with sudden death i think it'll be an interesting era for him yes, for new sure. marshmallow yes um, okay and then this last one this was from Azeka, which kind of like popped off and I thought it was just like an interesting conversation oh but... yeah
1: I had something really cool to relate this to as well okay so. <laughs> so here's the
0: tweet for everyone so she said this was posted like basically right after Elenium's like trilogy show kind of like in response mm-hmm. to that but she put this might be a hot take but we need to stop calling these massive arena electronic performances DJing not to discredit the production and effort that goes into it but this isn't peak DJing it's barely even DJing it's something else entirely and we need to work. Word for it and she put under this she wasn't knocking it she was just saying these shows are sick they're incredibly impressive and it's if you're big enough to sell them that's amazing but it isn't a rave we need to call these something else entirely to distinguish the difference
1: i've always so. been told that they were called massives
0: mm, that's a good word for it yeah always
1: literally like, even just like even stuff like Land or like Thunderdome, like all those events, like even though there's a few days, they're not really festivals. They're kind of in between like a DJ set and mm. like they're a full curated lineup and event. They're just massive, massive events. I've always been told. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good,
0: that's a good word for it. actually. So the, I didn't, I missed this, but uh, the artist Medusa responded which was interesting i saw that yeah my opinion the ability of moving people no matter if it's in a small club or a big stadium not stopping the music it can be called with the same word djing even for the artist who pre-recorded their set or time code for whatever reason um the goal is always the same uh the difference is when this turns into a live show and this happens when you stop the music almost on every song calling on stage different artists from musicians to singers etc uh in that case the word is a live performance yeah massive I mean, is yeah. a great word i mean i, I don't really they're still djing just,
1: the craft is still there i don't know
0: yeah it just depends because it, it it's depends definitely planned
1: you're... but her comparing a planned set like what's the difference between that and like the eagles playing a live performance like it's right, all right 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 playing pre-planned it's all like yeah
0: and if you're you, in an you arena, just have to go through the
1: motion yeah
0: yeah like you're obviously like so let's use like elenium's trilogy set like obviously that's different that's an entire like even concert i would be fine using but like he clearly has like lighting visuals planned like that's a live performance like a whole thing that he's doing versus like you have john summit playing an arena i'm sure his a lot of his stuff is planned but he maybe is just more like djing versus millennium i'm not sure i don't
1: know (laughs) well millennium's always been like that he's always (laughs) had the drum rack around him he's always had live guitars he's always had that kind of aspect and he does still do like when i saw him at uh lost lands i don't think it was last year; it was the year before that um mm-hmm. he did a dj set there like it's just different settings that he does different things for i don't know
0: yeah it's i'm curious to see how this continues to go though because i i think it's like a huge step for the EDM community or dance music in general to be able I'm to on literally side. sell out stadiums. Is I'm fucking on the side. Crazy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm on the side of make EDM as busy big as we possibly can. So agreed. It's causing growth. I don't know. I think it's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And like, listen, if, I'm
0: sure for some like OG, OG DJs and stuff, like if that's not for them or they prefer to play different types of venues or whatever it is, like success looks different to different people. Oh, yeah. But I think to just even be able to have like. A platform to have house music that big or even like kx5 like this shows oh, kx5 lovely. sold yeah. out as fucking bananas tiesto's yeah. doing the super bowl
1: yep yep which is yeah, we just crazy just talked about that on my show as well <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so like and like he's obviously he's done like the olympics so he's done big things You're right but i yeah. think uh yeah just more recognition because even the grammys I, just happened
1: hear, yeah since acrylics won what eight times or whatever this eighth award yeah there. and
0: they never televised the dance music <laughs> <guy> <laughs> yeah right stuff. yeah
1: um what was i gonna say damn uh, shit! I, I was on a train. Tiesto of thought Super forgot.
0: Bowl. Sorry, I caught you off. Uh, Tiesto
1: Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, Excision is playing. Uh, my co-host. Uh, I didn't know about this until she told me. Um, Excision is doing the Snake Pit Two Indie Five Hundred. Wow. Yeah. No, I was like Tiesto one thing because it's more like global. music. Yeah. Like more people accept his music, but having bass music as, um, at like at the Indian Five Hundred, like that's cool.
0: <laughs> I agree, and it's yeah, cause like you had the bubble or whatever back in like the 2012 yeah. like that Big like room, yeah. era which catapulted it to a different level and then I'm sure for some people they fell off or whatever but it's just this is just seems to be a whole whole just new era and I'm actually curious now that to like bring it back to Coachella like there have been some festivals who started as multi-genre who went more dance music I could be mm-hmm. wrong I think North Coast was one of those yes. like they're yep. more EDM like focus now I feel like there's more ticket sales in there in a way like maybe like the multi-genre is like throwing it off I'm pretty
1: sure i mean <laughs> yeah yeah true i could be um, wrong could be totally wrong no, but yeah, just throwing that there's theory a, out there there's been people who s- came on my show recently and said that edm's kind of the sound of our generation so mm. i think they're i mean i can see it as as going as far as like rap and like how rock had its heyday how rap had, had its heyday in the 90s like yeah i think our the edm's Eventually, going to hit that. I think. So we yeah. we're talking about ticket prices and how festival prices are going up. But um,
0: yeah,
1: I mean, three you know, just for a GA ticket, three to five hundred bucks for that. I mean, that's one night for a Drake concert,
0: right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <it's> like... <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Don't have to justify it to me. I think it's so fucking worth it. Yeah. But no, it is. It it's crazy. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna. We'll come back to this topic, but yeah. it's. Um... I wanted to
1: say one thing too. <sighs> yeah. With that tweet. It's almost comparing in my – I'm a huge stand-up comedian fan, too. I follow a lot of comedians. It's very similar to, like – it's almost like calling out Kevin Hart for doing stadiums and saying mm. it's not real comedy, in my opinion.
0: Got it, got it, got it. Right. It's like
1: it's like it's still stand-up comedy. He's still doing the craft. He's still doing everything that, like, it might be slightly different because he's playing to a wider, sure. you know, bigger audience. But it's the same thing is, like, there's – the comedy world is very comparable to the music world because they start in clubs and work their way up to theaters, then work sure. their way up to uh, stadiums. And I just, I thought it was very similar to like, it's like calling out Kevin Hart for doing a stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Why? <laughs> and there's so much like, yeah,
0: and it's, I think, yeah, exactly. It just depends on the type of show too. Because if it's something like that, like it clearly has to be pre-planned yeah. for that level of like production and everything and well, the with that, all the timing
1: it. with the fire and all the timing with the lasers and all that shit. Yeah. It has yeah. to
0: be. Yeah. exactly and it's no, no less amazing it's incredible but no. yeah it may not be the traditional like djing that you're thinking of where you're yeah. like going off the vibe and the there's a time and being... a place for
1: that i mean look at yeah. like like carl cox doing eight hour sets like yeah that's such a craft in its own but it's a very different thing than what Elenium's doing mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's any less edm it's all the same right right of, you know and just to, thing, and so. just
0: to clarify that that's not what she was saying she just said like yeah. what is the word for it i love the word massives i think that's a great yeah great word for that um this has been so much fun. I love doing. That. I'm glad we could like riff off these things together because I could talk about this shit all day long. But um, lastly, can you plug where everybody can find you and anything else you wanna? Yeah,
1: uh... Uh, about that coming up. Honestly, follow me on my personal Instagram account. That's where I spend most of my time online, Justin J. McGarry. Um, and then if you want to get in touch with the podcast or anything, uh, it's just honestly the easiest thing to plug is just www.undergroundsocietypodcast.com. All of our stuff's on our website. So just go to our website.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. It was, Thank it was you for really exciting. Me. Yeah, having you on. And uh, guys, go check out the podcast episode. We're going to hop over to his podcast now. Uh, yeah. Go lo- show love, support, retweet subscribe do all the things and we'll see you in the next episode bye guys thanks
1: guys